probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud. And joining me in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. But you wouldn't be mistaken or mad for thinking that this fella was Palpatine's bald female advisor, Bly Moore. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Matty boy. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy old pal, I, you know, I thought a few months ago that this was going to be a bit tough on the old Bly puns, but wow, <laughs> dude, you have done it again. How on earth are you, <laughs> jibber-jabber-jabber-the-hud? How's things going, oh, man? Good, no, yeah, Sly Moore finally made an appearance. Very good, mate. It's a new year. Very excited about that. Sessions have entered the new decade, which is exciting. But no, for me, <laughs> very good, mate. Great week with the family, getting up to the old holiday celebrations and all. Um, and now I'm quite looking forward to chilling out, talking Star Wars with the most excitable man in the galaxy. How you doing, mate? Oh, dude, with all this time off and everything, I was back at work today, and um, you know how it is, you know, this is the way, and um, but it's good to to come back, you know, and, and, and look, I'll, I'm going to say how it is, mate, it's just good to be back and to shoot the breeze, boom, pow, let's do it, we've got a lot to talk about, we've got, um, well, last week was our Rise of Skywalker spoiler discussion, if you haven't listened to it, what are you doing? Go back and listen to it because it's damn fine. Um, see if you it's agree fire. with us. And if you don't, great. That's fine. Let us know why. However, we didn't mention The Mandalorian Episode 7. Uh, our episode 8 because that only came out this week. So we're going to be talking about Mando 7 and 8. So Blilo, what did we think, mate? Go for it. Mate, The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. I mean, last week obviously was all about Tross. It was Tross season as we were coining it last week. Um... Dude, The Mandalorian, I think has... I mean, it's been public knowledge that I have been thoroughly enjoying The Mandalorian, okay? Everything from the the, 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 the sets to the the effects, the writing, the, the... You know, this is the way, mate. This is the way. This is the way! What is not to love? You have spoken. Baby Yoda. Dude, okay, so I, I said to you, I loved... Um, I've loved... I've enjoyed all those, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I told you that it was episodes um, five and six that felt... They, I, I enjoyed them. I thoroughly enjoyed them. But it felt like uh, it, the, the story was going in a route that kind of wasn't the main story, you know? Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I, I feel like episodes seven and eight, what we're going to cover today, it felt like everything was back on track. And actually, it made... Those other episodes and the rest of the season kind of fall into place a little bit. Do you think that's a fair thing to say? That's that's what I got from, and that, those are just my initial thoughts from episode seven and eight. I'd just like to point out, right? I have just watched the last <laughs> episode, right? We've, uh, I mean, we're busy people, Matty boy, and, we, and I, yep. I saved, I saved it for for today anyway. And I thought, look, do you know what? I'm busy all weekend. I'm built with family. I'm out and about. And I thought, do you know what? I'll watch. The last episode, I'll, I'll bash away, and I'll 
flipping watched the last episode just before the podcast. So, people, you have got a fresh, or well, not fresh, but you have got a relatively fresh <laughs> Bly Walker mind. Al dente, kind of, yeah. it's not quite. Um, I I do agree with you um, for the most part, um, especially on five and six. I was um, more vocal in saying I didn't really like episode five. It wasn't a it wasn't a terrible episode. It's still enjoyable to watch, but I didn't think it took the story anywhere. Mm. Even though I understand what they were going for, where Mando's ship is, it was knackered. He had to touch down somewhere to get it fixed. This is the you know first world problems of being a bounty hunter on the run. And episode <laughs> six, I enjoyed that. That was the the team up with his old bounties, where he basically had to make money. So I understand the sort of the overarching point of the of the of the episodes. Chapter five, I just thought was a bit too weak for me. Um, and four, I really actually enjoyed four, seven, and eight though felt like a continuation of episodes one two and three but i see what you mean about um it all ties together the only thing i do will say about episode five is it literally had i don't think had any bearing on the story whatsoever i mean even the end yeah. with fennec shan's body and dude the, i was the say that like what what it, happened it didn't there? we didn't even find out who it was at the end i'm guessing it's moff gideon who was go, who was above fennec shan's corpse well, but um maybe, that aside i mean we, we were we saying know, that, weren't we? we we were saying we reckon it's moff Gideon. Yeah, like, I mean, we've got. I don't know if it feels like that now, you know, because when you know, spoiler, <laughs> um, in in episode eight, like you know, when it's Moff Gideon, because there's like ten thousand storms in terms. Him, do you know what I mean? Well, I sent yeah, you got so... you and uh, Blizzard a message the other day, just to say that John Favreau had an interview with, um, I think it's Deadline magazine, and he said that in season two there are going to be more established characters from the Skywalker saga coming into the story now that doesn't mean that luke skywalk's going to show up. it could be background characters but that may also mean now opens the door that much more not that i say it is or want it to happen yeah. but for boba fett to come in because a lot of people thought it was boba or bobber based on the spurs sound the fact that we haven't got any resolution from that loose end mm. maybe that's who's coming in season two uh, in season two Maybe fine. Who knows? I mean, again, I don't really see the point of bringing it back. Mm. Other than, wouldn't that be cool? But well, maybe it was that a JJ the door for him idea a bit more. And he's just like not going to explain it or anything. Ooh! Yeah, maybe it's a good story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe Chris Terry. Well, someone else answer that. Um, but, mate, I've just got the visual dictionary this week as well. Oh. Like I know a lot of our listeners have got because they've been shouting out to us. Oh, the trust one. Some- yes, and I'm telling you something. That visual dictionary is like a is like an absolute gold mine oh, really compared to what we got in the film and i'll save all that for later on that isn't okay a film. okay well yeah we'll so chat- much good stuff yeah because okay okay all right i'll digress I'll- so yeah yeah, so yeah we yeah, talk yeah. episode yeah. seven which was called the reckoning that was deborah chow so good man this so dude good. i was telling you right i i think it was you deborah chow's ep- directed some boss episodes yes of the of the mandalorian She's been awesome. she did episode three right she directed yes the- and um because I, I messaged you during the week, wasn't it? Last week. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm re-watching episode. I'm, I'm re-watching a few episodes of The Mandalorian. I've <laughs> yeah. just watched episode three. And um, I, I was like, I, I, I cannot get over how good this show is. So good. So good. Oh, man. It's awesome, mate. It's so... The Mandalorian knows it as well. Hey, mate, he knows. He knows. It's just like the vibes in this show. It, it just feels like a it, it it feels like cowboys in space with a green beep thing and some like <laughs> like flipping woman who beat beat us up 
You know, and she'd tear us, she'd tear us, she'd, she'd leave your hair intact, but she'd tear you to shreds. You know that, mate, and it like it just feels like pig face geezer. It just feels yeah. like such a it 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 just it it's great. I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and to me, you can tell that you can tell a couple of things, right? You can tell that the people mm-hmm. that are making this, they're Star Wars, and yes, they care. They've gone to the um, length to research. And um, I again, I think that's really come through um, in episode seven and eight. But hey, it helps that you got someone at this film since Nam there. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you've got Dave <laughs> Floney there, who's directed or created three animated shows. You know, that's gonna help. That's gonna help. Um, yeah. But yeah, thor- thoroughly enjoying. So yeah, damn it, we, we're getting off topic again. We're not actually talking about the the episode, are yeah. we? <laughs> but <laughs> were, at the end of time, there would just be the cockroaches and Dave Filoni still working yeah. at Lucasfilm. Oh, he, he's Dave always going to be there. Yeah, he, he he supports Pittsburgh Penguins, so I'm, I, I like. Yeah, you like a well. bit of the penguin. But yeah. I do like Mario Soccer. Yeah, I sometimes stay up late to watch it. But again, happily digressing off subject yeah. there. So yeah, like I said, that mot- we've got this Motley crew gang thrown together in this sort of weird kind of western, but somehow it and works. And obviously in Chapter 7, the, the, the Litlan, the child, um, is basically yes. used as like bait, hey? It's like used as bait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, love it. It's because it's just, it's, it's, it's not too convoluted. It's not too complicated. The story is pretty straightforward. Um, but there are still twists and turns, and it's just all spicy, mate. Delicious, Sp- delicious spice. The sauce mate. on this is something else. Oh, mate, yeah, it's it's naughty. And guess what? Because we, were, I think, both of us were a little bit worried on if we would see the other main characters are back again, yes. right? And and, and I don't know why. I, was, I said from day one, I was like, I hope that's not it with IG Eleven. Yeah, because he got Didn't a hole I? through his head in episode one. Yeah, bang. Do you want a drink, Code Red? Bang. <laughs> Out of it. And, um, it, you know, I was just like, oh, okay. And then Kuil, we okay, Kuil, like, Kuil. dude is Kuil. He's just done. He's out. Um, and then Kara, I thought, what? You're leaving her too? She's not mm-hmm. going to be involved in nothing too. But, of course, Chapter 7 brings, it, it, it brings everyone back together again. And, yeah, I really 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 dig that and again how they did ig11 how do you feel about that buddy i like it it make it it makes it if they're going to bring him back that's how you do it obviously kawil by the way spoilers for episode <laughs> seven and eight um kawil goes and picks up his lifeless robot corpse and reprograms the uh bounty hunter droid into a nurse droid into a protector droid i'm um, i like it i mean it, of course he comes in with a tray of tea which is not what you expect, but I think if you're going to bring him back, that is a good way of doing it. It's a well-written way of doing it, rather than just saying, you know, he he survived because the 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 plasma bolt missed every vital wire in his head. I like that. Plus, it gives a reason for Kuwil to come back naturally, and I'm so glad that we yeah, got Kuwil and Kara time. back because big I didn't time. want them to go. And grief Karg was well because I'm a big fan of Carl Weathers, and I'm glad that we got grief. Um, and in this episode seven, when he showed up on the hologram saying, come back to Navarro, Mando, we've got a deal. You kill the client because he's proven bothersome for us. You'll be free. Yeah, we all knew time. it was a ruse. And so it turned out. But um, I like Grief Cargo a lot. I especially like the bit when they're um, like toasting marshmallows or whatever they're doing in the Navarro nighttime. And you oh, get the most classic so of lines. Sick. Grief Cargo basically says, 
it's fine. Nothing bad can happen now. Or something like something like paraphrase. And then these massive dragons just come in and start attacking them and grabbing the blurgs and throwing them about. And obviously I felt sad for Kuwil because he was saying, no, put him down. I thought, oh, that's his pet, isn't it? But um, yeah. And then obviously Baby Yoda heals grief. The grief then becomes a, a Baby Yoda stand like the rest of us. And they go after the client. So, And again, Werner Herzog, we weren't sure if we were going to see him again. Uh, um, mm. We probably won't be seeing him again. But I love seeing him. Why is that? Well, yeah, I think you've got a hole through your chest. You want a hole through your chest? And I know a lot of people. Do you want a hole through your chest, man? Boom. I know a lot of people have said this, but he's probably got one of the coolest lines in the series when they're sitting in the cantina. And I'm not even going to try to do his voice, but he says to Grief, Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? It's just so so... dripping with Bond villain. Oh, mate. That is just delicious. That is just such beautiful English. (laughs) Uh, Unlike how we usually butcher it, eh? Us two. Yeah, Yeah. you you want 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 to neck a shot at the bar, fella? Yeah, yeah. Bang. Do you want a drink over it? Bang. Um, (laughs) Highlight of the year, really. Um, But yeah. A a lot of our patrons said that as well. I'll just find (laughs) out. Yes, Um, There we go. But yeah, dude, I I love chapter seven. And again, it was just having the team back together felt felt super cool and you know what i'm like as and as a lot of people know from from last week's show i love like the feeling of people and kids and groups going on a little adventure mm-hmm. and that's what this is and it set it up beautifully you know can episodes to set up but it all kind of makes sense um it's wicked and i'll do death troopers yes Dude, Boss Gideon shows up he, in, in the hologram. Oh, and he's like, so oh, spicy. He's, have you got the Have you got the the package? And he's like, Yes, I have. He said, You might want to check again. And he just opens fire and wipes everybody. Of course, apart from the heroes. But that's how, if you're going to introduce the the main villain, in Episode Seven, you've got to start him off straight away as a a literal boss, like an that's absolute insane. badass. And that's exactly what they did with Moff Gideon. He comes in, he already knows. He's already one step ahead of the client and the Mando. He shoots and kills everybody. He turns up in that TIE fighter behind legions of death troopers. And he's like, well, this guy means business. Mate, he means flipping not just business. He means opening up like a massive corporation, put it on the London Stock Exchange. That's what he means, <laughs> mate. He is the business. And, and, and guess what? His business makes flipping nukes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. He looks like an absolute king. I love it. is ace. Know what? Spot on, mate. Gideon, amazing. Amazing. But yep. I will say this, mate. Yep. Right? He He's great in Chapter 7, but all oh my days in Chapter 8. I don't know if I'm, like, going forward or skipping anything by just, like, moving to Chapter 8 or anything. So feel free to, like, wheel it really in for me. Well, we've got to, before we do that, we've got to mention the very last shot of episode seven. Because oh, Kirill's yeah. taking Baby Yoda back to the ship, isn't he? He's like, get him back to the ship mm. now. Um, lock, lock the ship down, Kirill. Mm. We'll come back for you. Mm. But of course, Kirill never makes it back to the ship. Nah, man. It's, um, it's our boy Kirill who ain't quill so cool anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, he didn't yeah. have a cool Appro- blaster boat Appro- in his back. <laughs> Appropriate time to joke. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but hey, it's Start Wars, guys. Water. Wars. Um, yeah, no, Rip, Rip Kuil. But, you yeah. know, he, he did it doing what he believed in for a few yeah. weeks or days or however long it was. You know, it was 
losing it, the baby. You know, yeah. It, it, I'm glad we got him back for an for an episode. I'm glad we got him back for an episode. And it stakes as well, though, because if they can kill one of the, I would say main character, because he's only in three episodes, but he was mon- he was like one of the the poster boys of the first series. He's all over the mm. marketing. If they oh, can literally. kill him off, yeah, yeah, I like that they didn't just bring him back the next episode. I like the fact that he's gone. He's dead. We're not having like, people being brought back to life because I don't like that trope particularly. Particularly, so I'm glad. Um, I'm not glad that he's gone, but I'm glad that they stuck with their guns. Um, even though it's it was a it was sad yes. to see that final shot of um, obviously Baby Yoda being taken and obviously Kuwil in the desert. It wasn't very very nice to see, but hey, like you say, it's it, they've got to put the war in Star Wars. And that's it, man. And 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 you know this this show can use to um to show the audience that. You know, the Mandalorian isn't perfect. He makes mistakes. Yeah. He gets beaten down. You know, you lose. Not everything goes to plan. And I like that. I like that. You know, good prevails, kind of, from a from a certain point of view. Um, yeah. But, oh, dude, I, I'm just, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And do you know what? I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting Kawil to be left on the ground dead. No. And the camera just stays on him for about 10 seconds. Like... Okay, I I thought I, I thought it was a brilliant episode. I thought Deborah Chow mm. directed the hell out of it. It was it was tense. It was well written. The action was good. It and again, like I said, that, that sort of like gut punch at the end is great. Is what the show needs. You don't want it to be sunshines and rainbows or near near misses every time. You need there to be stakes. So Deborah Chow, bring her. I don't know. I don't know if she's doing any of season two. I certainly hope she is. But we all know she's she's. Helming and directing every episode of Kenobi, oh, so I, my hope for that has gone through the roof. So Deborah Chow, you're welcome to Star War anytime, dude. <laughs> Star War, <laughs> um, mate. I said that to you though, didn't I? I was like, how good is this going to be for the Obi Wan yeah, series? Because De- again, it, Deborah seems to get the Star the Star War. <laughs> <laughs> she seems to get she seems to get and respect everything about it. But again, it's probably um the collaboration between everyone, you know? And yeah. it's it's the collaboration, the fact that John Favreau has written it, you know, that Deborah's not come and gone, okay, well these are my characters now and I'm gonna write XYZ. Do you know what I mean? And that's maybe yeah. a foreshadowing of what we're gonna talk about <laughs> later. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, yeah, Deborah Chow, I cannot wait to see the Obi Wan series because chapter seven was sweet. Um but yeah, mate, I'm I am ready to bang the old chapter eight, which is fresh in Luke Blywalker's old if it's just come out mate, of the oven. Yeah. It's it mate, it is freshly baked ready to sprinkle some aromat on it oh and some cinnamon if you wouldn't mind do you know a bit of aromat do you like a bit of aromat i don't mind a bit of aromat aromat's sweet man i don't mind a bit of aromat mate aromat on i pump it's a bad habit really but aromat on chips for our listeners who aren't aware mate aromat aromat's like a seasoning alternative to salt but it's like so much better. It's so good and (laughs) (laughs) it's honestly it's incredible chips aromat Baked potato, aromat, steak, aromat, chicken, aromat. Yeah, Google it. It will change your life, people. Um, we're not sponsored yeah. by aromat. No, we're not. Although Other that would alternatives be sick. are available. It's so many alternatives. Be, <laughs> that would be amazing. But guys, <laughs> I've just watched the last chapter of the first season of yes. Mandalorian. Okay, um, my. Do you want to hear my? You go first. I go first. You talk. 
No, you, I've, I've, I've seen it twice. I saw it on the day it came out, because I flew to America, and I saw it, I watched it again the other day. But you've just seen it, so I'd love to know what your... Because I know my reaction as soon as I saw it, but what was yours that's coming a, straight off it? That's a good little swerve, Matt. <laughs> on my way to America. Yeah. yeah, I've just come back. I've just told everyone. No, I've gone Thanks, to work. Uncle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I work on in New York, and I uh, <laughs> I mute on a Concord. <laughs> yes, they are still in service. Um, yeah, okay. So, no, chap- chapter eight. Overall, overall... Um, I'm, I was really happy with this, mate, and I'm really happy with th- how the season went. I'm like, <gasps> moments, and there are some, mm-hmm. you know, d- quite mellow moments. Um, but like I said, this is my first viewing. I'm I'm going to watch it again, because Mrs. Uh, didn't watch it this time. We'll, we'll re-watch it together. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah, it, it, it's good fun. And I got to see season two. And that's a good episode. That's a good last episode for for the first season. I'm I'm pleased with it. Mm-hmm. What about you, mate? I loved it, mate. It's uh, directed by Taika Waititi. Mm. Uh, I was really interested to see what he did with Star Wars because uh, for his feature films, Hunt for the Wilder People, Thor Ragnarok, and Jojo Rabbit, which came out recently, which I gave 10 out of 10 to, he has got a wonderful way of directing human stories, but with actual funny uh, humour in it as well. So I thought, I wonder which way he's going to go with this. Is he going to be too funny, too kind of too human, too grounded, too drama? Yeah, I think he managed to get the balance right, which is what you've just said about Deborah Chow and John yeah. uh, Favreau yeah. is a balance to a Star War. It's <laughs> it's the human side of it. It's the it's a goofiness and the funniness. It's the action and all that as well. You've got to try and find that happy medium. And I think Taika did a really good job of it. And a lot of people have, and a few people I've seen have taken umbrage at the intro, which is the stormtroopers who are shooting the galactic breeze i really enjoyed that <laughs> just seeing a couple of blokes sitting on their Dude, speeders i love bored that. and chatting exactly I just having a that. chat like, that was sweet like if we were in a pub on our lunch break we'd just be sitting there you know have you seen this have you done that you're not going to be you're not going to be sitting there the whole time talking about you know war stuff you could talk, talk normal and um shooting the can and missing i thought that was brilliant and when they're going back and forward with the uh the troops of moff gideon mm. they're like have you got anything to report nope the Moffs just shot another one of his officers for <laughs> for interrupting him or something like that. But you believe okay, it. You that believe it. It's great. Because of how you saw yes. Gideon in, in, in the chapter before, you, you're you totally on, oh yeah, this guy, this guy's a yeah. psycho. Yeah, and it sets, uh, and it kind of, it drops you in nicely because the rest of the episode is, there's so much, so many different emotions, like tense, the atmosphere is amazing, the ner- it's nerve jangling at times. So it's a really nice little, and especially coming off the end of Seven, which was a bit of a gut punch, Eight kind of get, gets you in gently for what's going to come. But then, speaking of gut punch, the Stormtroopers punched Baby Yoda three times, I believe. Oh, dude, that that was harsh. They literally like, punched him. I, I couldn't... I, like, I At first, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, what? what? <laughs> like, is it bad? It's always funny, like, the first time. Because yes! I was like, bang. Like, you, you know, it, it's think. like something didn't work. You know, like like a little machine you have a machine like with cyberpunks or bang. something. But like, yeah, yeah, like bang! <laughs> oh, yeah. just the way they did it, I thought was a bit funny. Luke um, Bly enjoyed Baby Yoda being punched. Everyone, yeah, there we go, there we go. Tell everyone, <laughs> tell your mum, tell your grandkids. Um, no, it was sweet, man. It was sweet, and yeah, the normal stuff. It was normal because those guys they don't believe in the cause. Another thing with the stormtroopers right they they are paid they're there to be paid 
right? Um, and yeah, they, you know, they're not super invested in what's going down. They just want to like do their job, go home, get paid. And um, yeah, I think it conveyed that really well. And also with the guns, right? I think what what Dave Filoni and John Favreau were telling you there that the the guns are cheap. You know, the guns, you know, they're not, they're not. And he looks at the aim. He he double checks the aim, doesn't he? Yeah, and it's he puts like it to his ear, and it rattles, doesn't it? It implies that maybe that's why a lot of the Stormy's been missing. You know, <laughs> it's a fun interpretation of it, isn't it? Without being out, without saying that outright, it's quite a fun little Easter egg. They've done if you a will. Rogue One. They have fixed a plot hole, mate. <laughs> yeah. They've fixed a plot hole, and I'm down for it. I am down for it. I thought it was wicked, mate. And then IG Eleven turns up and just wrecks shop. Oh, bro. IG-11. Bly G-11. Bly G-11. Oh, that is an honour. That is an (laughs) honour. Because, yeah, you know, again, I weren't expecting any more IG-11. So it was was in again. It was incredible to see him again, you know, and in action, you know, real action. Um, It was sweet, really sweet. Um, and uh, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna dive straight to it, mate, because I can't get it out of my head. Go for it, mate. The Clone Wars flashbacks. Oh, oh yes, bro. mate. With a uh, with little little Mando D- Din Jarin, I think his name yeah, is. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, right? It's revealed. We now know the Mando's name is yep. yeah Jin Jin Darin or Jin Darin. You know, I think so. Yeah, I'll have a looky whilst you're yeah, gone. Whilst you're talking, but the Clone Give Wars flashback was wicked. Google. Oh, and you get you get like googly. because I've already seen clips of this already. You see like the super battle droids like pinning people down, but we we didn't see the whole scene. But in this, in chapter eight, we we see much the whole scene, and to to see yeah. these super battle droids, you know, doing real damage to what looks like civilians, or you know, it gives mm-hmm. you a whole different perspective to the Clone Wars and to the lids. Is it just me? Because I, I like I thought of. The like kind of silly super battle droids in Revenge of the Sith and in Attack of the Clones and stuff and in the Clone Wars, but but nah, you got these guys like like gunning down just innocent people, you know. It, it was harsh, but um, again, real, real to the our own, you know, imaginary fantasy mythology that we absolutely adore. Um, but there we go. I thought that was that was great perspective. It wasn't just the men, but the women and children too. Mm. I. I saw a commentator online say, "If you in Attack of the Clones, those those droids especially only kind of hang with Count Dooku, so they kind of thought there was sort of there's this sort of tying in saying that maybe that strike was probably orchestrated by Dooku, or he may have been kind of on the planet, not actually in the fight, but just as a nice little tie, and that was something else Dooku was up to, just you know sawing down civilians in as uh, for the separatist <laughs> fight, but just you know." Death. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> death, which you probably laugh at as soon as you laughed at Baby Yoda getting whacked. Yeah, yeah, you know me, mate. While it, <laughs> and, he, and he's got his pyjamas on, Dooku's got his pyjamas on, the ones you, you can get in uh, Battlefront 2. They look sweet. Yeah, they do look oh, sweet. I'm going to have to them. get one of those. <laughs> Dooku, Some of those Dooku friends. jimmies. Um, mate, yeah, so him, I like the Clone Wars flash, but I like anything. I like any kind of live, live action throwback to the Clone Wars because mm. we only, what we saw in Attack of the Clones, I kind of 
reticent to say it was live action because none of it was live action. It was mm. CGI. Um, like those final shots look like from the Clone Wars. So I'm so not glad to see like live action Clone Wars and a separatist ship that flies above. I think it's great. And obviously then we see Death Watch save the Mandalorian, save little Din. His name is Din Jarin. So was it, was it, was it Death Watch then? Yeah, it was Death Watch, yeah. Who in the Clone Wars were kind of like the, where you got um, Satine, mm-hmm. uh, Duchess yep. Satine, who's Obi-Wan's squeeze. She was the pacifist and wanted the Mandalorian to be pacifist. Death Watch were more like, nah, we're like Saw Guerrero. We just want to take falls down. So it's nice to were, see Death they, Watch. But they, but they were, do something they nice. weren't on either side, were they? They were like almost diff- against the um, separatists. Yes. But yeah. weren't with the Republic, so to they speak, wanted right? what was best for Mandalore. Yeah, yeah. Which again, I is I love that the Mandalorian is just following this mythology by the book. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. it's not just like crapping over the um, Clone Wars or Rebels or well, it, it just seems like there's a whole different like um, uh, what's the word um, research? Yes. Yeah, 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 research. And again, like I said earlier, it really helps that Filoni's on the team, yes, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's going to yes. help. And that obviously John Favreau was in the Clone Wars, wasn't he? He voiced the Mandalorian at one of the uh, pre-Vizzler, I think. So yes. he's been in and around that mythology as well. Of course, of course. So they're both aware of it. And and you mm-hmm. you, you know, that, that goes to show they're the best people for it. They're the, yeah, they're the best yeah. people for it, no doubt. And, um, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, <laughs> yeah, mate, chapter <laughs> eight... It just it just turns it spicy. It turns it real spicy because right. we get some amazing, hot, filthy moments in this episode. Name me some of your favourites, mate. You've just taken the words out of my mouth for the sauce in this. You get wow. after that moment, it's literally like the greatest hits of the season. You get um, I will I'll put I'll, I'll mention them and then we can go into them. Obviously, you get Moff Gideon. He gives he gives his monologue, his speech, which gives us a backstory to the Mando, which we find out is about Din Djarin. And that we and that the Mando has a history of Moff Gideon. He mm. gives a bit. He gives backstory to Cara Dune, her name and where she's from. She's from Alderaan, um, and she's like Moff Gideon. He was executed. And they're like clearly not. He gives some background to Grief Karga, saying that he was like a dignitary at one time. And now look at him. So he gives a great speech, which Giancarlo Esposito is so good at playing a bad guy because he's got this like really unnerving calm to his voice. He doesn't scream. He doesn't bellow. He talks. And I find that more unsettling when the villain just just talks to you. And I think he's so good. And he mentions like the Night of a Thousand Tears, which is uh, obviously clearly... So we're, I think we're going to see that in the Clone Wars, which is the scourging of the Mandos. What else? We get the Armourer. The Armourer takes the squad of uh, Stormtroopers down with her tools. IG-11 sacrifices himself. Uh, Mando goes all Rocket Trooper. There's so much good stuff. And then, of course, mm. we've got the end as well. But they were some of my favourite bits. The monologue when... The Mando gets like completely busted and he's bleeding from his brain. And IG Eleven's the one to save him. And of course we get the thing which I didn't think I think you called it actually. <laughs> you I think you called it that we're gonna see Mando's face in the last episode. So if, if you did do that, you were correct, because we did. Yeah, I it, it wasn't in the way I thought it was gonna be, mate. I'll be honest, I'll level with you. Like, I thought it was gonna be in some yeah. I thought it was gonna go see back in that on that planet. You know that he relates. Yeah, oh yes, um, the, the yeah, widower. Yeah, in like the Lorder, isn't it? Um, He'll be back there. Yeah, they'll be back. They'll be back for They'll sure. Back. You know that's summer holiday destination. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like I, th- I thought it was going to be something like that. I-, I wasn't quite expecting um 
the way we got it. And yeah, you know, of all people, it's a droid to do it. But that that goes yeah. around because technically speaking, he's not showed his face to any living thing in a yeah. lot more beautifully in the show than than how I just described it or butchered it. Um, but yeah, Never. you know, because it's a droid, you know, it don't count. Um, yeah. Love it, mate. Love that. Love that. And uh, yeah, the dude took an absolute hang, didn't he? Yeah, just a bit. He got shot in the head and then blown up as he was taking falls down, similar to how he did in episode one with that massive gun. But that's what I like about Gideon. He looks at him and he's like, I could shoot you or I could just shoot Clever. that box and blow Clever. him into hell. Yeah, and then and then the flame trooper. How do we oh, forget about dude. the flame trooper? Because Ikara Dune's like, geez, I'm not leaving you to die. And he's like, yes, I want to die a warrior's death. Take the child, get out of here. Then the flame trooper comes in, getting ready to absolutely barbecue them, and then we get Baby Yoda holding like Kanan style, holding yes. back. Yes. Do you think that was a throwback, like an accident, or possibly? But I think it was. I think it might be like a, a little cheeky wink. little nod because that's it a was lot awesome, of those, though. man. Like there is a lot of those, and you know, third time mentioning it, Dave Filoni, mate, Dave Filoni. You could Big just Dave, imagine yeah. him being like, "Oh yeah, he can do this totally." Keenan did it. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a little nod. And if you haven't seen Rebels, it's not going to take you out of it. It's just a cool thing that Baby Yoda can do. But I like um, that they took Baby Yoda out of the game because obviously once he once he does that and throws the fire back, mm. which was so good. Obviously, he then has a little a nap because he's knackered himself out. He then can't force heal the Mandalorian's head, which means IG Eleven then has to step in. So it sets yeah, it up wonderfully. Because I was makes thinking. Sense. I was assuming that Baby Yoda was going to sort him out, but Same. then, of course, yeah, he's on the floor. He's out for the count. Same, mate. And it sets up that with Blige 11. Yes, I, dude, I thought the exact same thing. Exact same thing. So, yeah, that baby, baby Yoda's going to do it. But then as soon as the flame boy, the hot boy, boy Turk comes in, like blows down the house <laughs> with, with up, these yeah. flames. And I'm not just talking about those <laughs> sweet bars that Mr. Sexton throws down for us every show. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I, Dude, I was, I was, this, this, this chapter, I loved it, mate. Dug it, dug it. Yeah. I, I dig everything about it. The Mandalorian is just such a fun show. And like I said earlier, over the last week, I've been rewatching it. The rewatch of these episodes is incredible. How did, I know we're jumping forward, but I just wanted no, to ask this whilst it's on the top of my head. How did the rewatch of episode one hold up? Now having seen everything, the quality afterwards, oh, bro. what was the first episode like? Bro, I have seen episode one because like I've had people over my house. I, I, I must have watched episode one like six times or seven times, maybe eight. I don't know. I've wow. lost count. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so That's a lot I, of flights. I know it real good. Real good. Nice. Um, and does it hold it up? It holds up big time, mate. Holds up big nice. time. And do you know what? I have not, unless they're being super polite, um, I have not met someone who dislikes it. Like, that I show it to. They're, they're oh. like, oh, sweet. Especially when it gets to the end. When it when it gets to the end, when Baby Yoda's involved, people just do not, they, they, they just lose it, mate. They just lose it. They have no idea what's going to go down. And they'd see the next one. Um, yeah, mate, it's all <laughs> very good. My favourites are probably cha- chapter three, just because mm-hmm. like it's like this is the way montage, man. It yeah. just it, it 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 just gives me those feels with a Z, and you know? I just <laughs> there it's just spicy, mate. It's spicy, but I tell you what, man, it's gotta be. I love chapter four. Chapter four felt like so world building. 
and it, fe- mm-hmm. it felt very warm it felt it felt lovely it felt lovely but these last two chapters man they they have they have they're really good i'm gonna need to rewatch. i'm gonna need to rewatch the second half of this um mm-hmm. episodes five to eight again to to decide what my favorite is um what about what about you mate what, what's some highlights for you um well seeing at the at the end of this episode moff gideon is just storming out of his tie fighter with the dark side oh bro we've not, even, we've not even mentioned i mean before that, that ig11 sacrifices himself and the man is like please don't we need you mate and he's like don't be sad he's like, i'm not because yes you are because i can tell by your voice so you get, <laughs> so mando now yeah. lo- likes joys like, i'm a nurse droid yeah, and he uses his um, and he uses his self-destruct things, and they brought that back from chapter one. It worked brilliantly, but um, yeah, I, when because old Rock, when old Rocket Man took the tie down, I noticed that when the tie fighter um crashes upon impact, there's no flames, there's no explosion, it's just smoke. So you don't see a big explosion. So it, we knew that the moth wasn't going to die anyway. But without any um, fire, I knew he was fine. But I didn't expect him to come out with the dark saber because we've also. Mando's told to find Baby Yoda's planet. He said, basically, he gets his um, signet, which is the Mudhorn, and he's told, until you fight, until he comes of age, or you find his planet and his species, you're basically his dad. So, uh, right. are we going to get the Mando going to search for Baby Yoda's origins? But the Dark Saber was wicked. That sets up and do- so much going forward. And obviously, what's what's going to happen in the Clone Wars and the other characters that we've seen from Rebels? But that was wicked. And I don't know if it's just the way I'm interpreting this, mate, but like when it says to take uh, Baby Yoda to its kind, I interpreted that not as its speech, but the Jedi. I think they said planet as well, or home planet. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Well, I'm sure they said that. Because they say something along the lines of, um, what, he, well, the Mando um, says, uh, what, so I have to take it to, to our old, to our ancient enemy or something like that, our old That's enemy, right, yeah, yeah. which implies, obviously, because she just tells the story about the Jedi, which, again, it alludes to this, like, this Old Republic era, like, warfare. How cool is that? Yes. How cool is that? And it's all, and it all ties into the canon from before that we've got from the Clone Wars, from Rebels, from other yeah, things. It's, yeah. it's the way that they've tied things together, like... For you and myself and listeners who have watched Rebels and Clone Wars and and all that and gone onto the old Wikipedia and that, seeing the dark saber was one of those moments where you're like, yes, that is validation mm-hmm. for all of the mm-hmm. hours mm-hmm. we put in watching all this stuff. Now we're going to get it in live action. We're going to with the you're tying it all together. This is what I mean. I've especially on the Patreon shows I've been saying we need to t- things need to be tied together more cohesively rather than just characters in the books appearing in other books. Yeah, man. this is a great way to do it. It's great. Um, we mentioned before that maybe the Mando or the live action series could do it. I thought it was great. Where did, last person who had it was Bo Katan from Rebels. Yeah, where's she gone? Because because old Gideon's got that. She did. She is, and Mando's going to see that, and he's going to be like, "Right, that's mine." So, uh, mate, uh, just on episode eight, I thought it was great for the season. I echo what you said. But, um, episode three was wicked for the when the Mando was just absolutely wrecking shop, like like the Predator, like the Batman, DeLorean as he went to get Baby Yoda back from the client, when he was just taking everyone down. And then you've got the Mandos coming to save him at the end. Mate. Incredible. Episode 7 and 8 was a brilliant way. This is how this is a fantastic way of ending off a season. Because it, it ties up some questions. It gives you some intriguing stuff going forward as well. 
So it, it, it kind of it, it feels like a nice bookend to the season, a nice finish, but it's also test set up tantalising what's to come in the next season. It's brilliantly well done. Yeah, other than episode five, which I still say isn't a horrible episode. It doesn't really do anything for me. It felt too fan. It felt too fan servicey. And looking back, didn't really add an awful lot yeah. to the story, which I think episode six did slightly more because I think those characters are kind of come back eventually. Plus, we get to see the moral code of the Mandalorian changing. Blah blah blah. So, as for a season, oh mate, I think it was. I can't wait to rewatch it in one binge go. But I think it was a. I'm very very satisfied. Put it like that. If how Mando season one's been, I cannot wait to see where they go for season two. And you mentioned episode one. It feels like a long time ago when we got the reveal that Baby Yoda was in that crib at the end of episode one. That feels like an awful long time ago now since he's exploded onto the scene. I was in, um, I think it's Waterstones or it was a bookstore over here in the United Kingdom the other day, and I saw two Baby Yoda mugs. Mm-hmm. We're starting the merchandise is coming out now, and it's everybody knows who Baby Yoda was. And what two months ago? No one did. Eight weeks ago, nobody did. Yeah. Dude, Madness. I, brilliant. Dude, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I think this might be one of my favourite TV shows of all time. But, Bang. you know, it's going to be. It's going to be. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm one of them crazy Star Wars fans. Um, but it's, dude, it's, it's lived up to expectation. It has. It's done exactly yep. that. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here you know thinking of plot holes or anything like that i'm just i'm just there i'm I'm on for the ride i'm on i'm i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying every episode because like you said even even the kind of more de- not kind of as relevant episodes they're still good they're still good Wicked. it's still enjoyable they're still like great because you're getting all this world building and spice and that you know is it perfect no of course it ain't none, none of it's perfect um but yeah this this is definitely up there with some of my favorite tv shows no two ways about it mate no two ways about it i cannot wait to talk about this more over the coming months but dude the countdown to the mandalorian season two is on because john favreau released it was i think the other day uh, season two of the yes. mandalorian is coming out in autumn 2020 yes i think it was on i think it was on friday or saturday morning he released it with a picture of a very big looking gamorian god uh, or Gamorian, sorry. Uh, this looks great, and then we got those little, um, little spicy notes that we're going to see characters who we know of already. They're going to come in and out, dip in and out. So we've got the this wicked gang we've we've learned we've grown to love in season one, R.I.P. Kuil, and we're now going to expand upon it in season two. They've got the building blocks out of the way now. We know about the man, though. We know about his team and what he's all about and what he's got to do going forward. We know who the bad guys are. Season two can go now. Has now got free reign to do whatever it wants now. It, you know, we've got all that backstory out of the way. I can't. I cannot wait. It's what probably is my favourite TV show of all time, based on the fact that I don't watch TV shows. So I haven't really got much to base it upon. But <laughs> otherwise, great, mate. But no, mate. We've got eleven. Oh, got be yeah, eleven months. Can you wait any longer, bro? I'm. I'm buzzing, mate. I'm buzzing. It just—it's not that we got that. Although we we haven't got a film next year, but we got Mandalorian, and we got loads of other nice, spicy content. Ah, oh, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Hi, this is Jamie Stangroom, and you're listening to the Star Wars Sessions podcast, probably Britain's greatest podcast. Not just Star Wars podcast, just podcast. <laughs> So as I mentioned earlier on, last week was our Rise of Skywalker 
full spoiler discussion. And we kind of said a few times during it that we'd seen it twice by then. We need a little bit of time to think about it. We've had a week. So we just thought before we go and have a little drinky poos, we'd kind of catch up and see where we are a week later. Has it sort of sunk in a bit more? Also, how is it doing? Like how in the film, what's the performance of the film? So it's been a week. Have you Firstly, have you seen it any more times? And how are you feeling given seven days to really absorb this, mate? Bro, again, like I have not, like since the last time we did this podcast, I have not had a chance to stop. Mm-hmm. And they have stopped. They've always, they've been like national holidays. They've been like Christmas Day or Boxing Day or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I haven't had a chance to see it again. However, I know, I know crazy, but I w- I'm going to go see it again. I am going to go see it again. Um, but also, I'm kind of glad I've had this time to reflect and think about it. And I'm trying to make uh, my own decision on it as opposed to letting other people you know but that's that's not to say i'm not listening to other people's opinions now i've listened to other podcasts and there are people that i would have thought might be pretty critical of it you know and they're saying look just you know yes there are potholes but enjoy the ride and dude Mm -hmm. i respect that opinion and that's an opinion i'm going to open up with because i I feel the exact same because i'm like look there's this gaping palpatine plot hole (laughs) that is this (laughs) you know the kind of like and this is the thing listen yeah there's this hole at the end of your garden but you can just put a plank of wood over it (laughs) you know and have fun over it and pretend you're a pirate on the end of a ship um do you know he what I mean? Because like, like, the film itself, there are like, if they addressed, if they addressed Palpatine better, this might be one of my favourite Star Wars films. I'm not even joking. Like, would be, I, I, would, I would forgive everything else. Do you know what I mean? I'd look else. Like they all have, they all have issues, and they all have continuity issues. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm letting it settle in. But dude, like, I'm still so in love with Kylo Ren and Ben Solo's arc. Like, for me, like, that's better almost. And I and mm-hmm. I thought it was incredible a week ago. Um, so yeah, for me, I'm still proper loving Episode Nine. I've got to go see it, Mams. I've got to still dwell on it, meditate on it. I'm gonna. I, I'm getting more yep. of an idea of where it's gonna sit in my ranking. But I'm gonna tease that and not tell you. <laughs> what a king I I still haven't even thought about rankings yet like you I haven't seen it again since so I still have only seen it twice but I think the week break or so is beneficial as absence makes the heart grow fonder and all that um, mm-hmm. obviously because I think had we seen it two, three, four more times it, was still, it would have been that onslaught so having a bit of time to meditate upon as you say is healthy um hit me up we'll go and see it as well because i want to go and see it again mate oh yeah let's um, do it let's do it let's do it right done um <laughs> but so as i said last week i didn't dislike the film i liked it i didn't love it i was on board with the fact that it was a great fun film and it is a it is a film where just go and have fun please don't overthink it because as soon as you over- overthink it things start to appear which shouldn't mm-hmm. do and as i mentioned the visual dictionary earlier on just going through that, first it's fantastic. Pablo Hidalgo has done a stellar job. Shout out to Pablo. Yeah. But it cover it covers up an awful lot of cracks. It it adds an awful lot of exposition that the film could have added and it wouldn't have added too much. Um, on the Jibber Jabber Patreon show, I am going to do a. Uh, I'm going to go through the visual dictionary and all the cool little um, nice. things I found in the kind of. 
not quite retcons, but stuff which maybe was put into cushion some of the blows. I will say right now, Palpatine ain't in it whatsoever. They just haven't bothered. So in the film, they're like, when one of the things which has bothered me is when when Poe's like, "Hey, now that you're all here, um, somehow Palpatine returned." Anyway, and then he's like, even his face is like, "Ugh," but he had to what had to go and see listen to Fortnite to see that. But yeah, somehow Palpatine returned, unnatural. <laughs> And all that kind of stuff. And even the visual dictionary is like, yeah, we're not even going to bother touching upon that. So um, nobody knows how Pac returned. We got into that last week. It still niggles me. But I'm conflicted like Ben Solo was because I loved seeing Ian McDermott and Palpatine ham up the screen. I'll never be sick of that. However, that is a big issue for me. I did have other issues with the film. But after a week of seeing it and seeing this like odd sort of uh, like pseudo division online, whereas before it was a TLG lovers and haters. Now it's like we said, like eight different factions of people who love or don't love the rise of Skywalker. Then it, uh, I'm going to say it out now. The discourse is just stupid. It's a film. Calm down guys. We love the passion, but to, I mean, I've seen some horrible things about people going to blow up Lucasfilm and that get over yourself. What? You know, go and take, go and take a short walk. <laughs> what? <I> mean. <laughs> People are gonna blow it's up. It's just madness, film. and I think you know. Come on, what? It's a movie. Yeah. If you didn't like it, get on with it. If you did like it, great. Let's just still enjoy the fact that it's it's a Star War. Yeah. In terms of ranking, I know we're not going in that direction today. I I definitely need to see it at least one more time because I don't know where it sits at the minute. So I have an idea, mm. but mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't. Uh, nothing concrete. But so yeah. I mean, with a lot of people online have been giving different takes and some people have been digging into it too much and looking at things which aren't really there. There was something else today. There's been a big furore today about the finale shot of the Rise of Skywalker has been copied and pasted from a shot on Persana and people don't like the fact that the final shot is basically just thrown in as an afterthought. I'm not entirely sure it was, but whatever. I And obviously the whole Ray Skywalker thing still was a slight issue, but... Uh, oh, I'm, not, I'm not bothered by that. I'm not only because I still, story. I still just wish she'd been like, "I'm Ray." Do you know what I mean? So she was told in the whole film, "Don't be afraid of what you are." You know, rather than obviously adopt a new name, which let's face it, she's more of a solo than a Skywalker. I just thought it would have been better for her to not to not. I'm not going to be a Skywalker. I'm not going to. Well, I'm not going to be a Palps. I just want to be. I just want to be me. I'm. I'm Ray. That's all I need to be. I think. I, I like... Ray Solo also works. But sorry, just because of the whole. When Han got his name ugh, in Solo, they gave it to him because he was alone. She is still alone. Mm. She's got a family, but they make a. She she only knew like Han for like a day. I know, but, but she, she did, but she got on with Han. She did. She seemed to hate Luke. But she she spent, but she but the Force took her and led her to Luke, and I like, trained with Leia, who you know I I mean she's an Organa and a Solo, yeah, more than a Skywalker, yeah, but. It's just all the, semantics, the, of course. The but. family, you know, but you 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 would probably call them the Skywalker family, the Skywalker family. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and and that's what she, you know, that's what she felt was like. No, it's like Luke has been there for me, and mm. he's guided me. That was purpose. That's where the Force was taking me. And I've trained with Leia for the last like, like year or so, or whatever, a uh, year and a half, two years, however long it was. Um, and yet, yeah, for me, weren't bothered by that. Weren't bothered. Oh no, yeah, it. it's all about the legacy, of yeah. course. He took it on for the legacy of the name. And again, I haven't got any issue with it per se, but in my head, I would have loved it to just be yeah, like, I hear I'm, you, I'm Ray, as you've been I through the you. whole film. I hear. Because um, I mean, yeah, 
Ray Pal- if he'd been like oh, Ray Palpatine, I think that would have yeah, been a bit odd, even though I said last week like minutes ago. that she should have. Yeah. I still have certain issues with it, but like you, I still I want to go and watch it at least one more time to let it sink in without any. Well, I'm not even going you know, without even looking at any kind of silly plot holes. I just want to go and have yeah, fun man. because I'll say it for the fiftieth time. I really did have fun with the film. I really enjoyed it. I love the adventure. I love the characters coming together, and I love the spectacle of it. But the big finale. I want to watch the Last Jedi the night before though, so I can kind of compare the two of them. But um, yeah, I, again, I didn't decide it, but I do want to watch mate. it again. It's chalk and cheese, mate. I think we're going to have to talk about this in another podcast, man, because it is it's it, there is a contrast between the two, and I think maybe that's part of the issue, mate. Yeah, and I, and and maybe part Possibly. of the issue is we are we are in the camp that likes the Last Jedi. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like we're we're no, in that camp, in. so you know. But yeah, you you mentioned box office earlier, mate. Yeah, I've heard the Rise of Skywalker obviously opened lower than Force Awakens yes. and TLJ, um, but has since been like gaining quite quite strong profits, like day on day. Mate, it's been it. I was slightly worried by the opening weekend because it was like fifty million dollars less than the Last Jedi, and eighty million dollars less than TFM. I mean, that's a big drop off. However, the it it now. Hasn't caught up with the last. It's actually outpacing the last Jedi in terms of the the movies. Only the Force Awakens has had better legs. Mm. I think it had the um, the second best Christmas Day or Christmas Eve takings, only behind the Force Awakens. It's you know it's outpacing the last. It's on course at its current rate if it carries on at the trajectory to outgrow the last Jedi, which was one point three billion. I think it currently stands at seven hundred twenty five million dollars worldwide after ten days, which is an astonishingly good return. And what's interesting is the split of that is pretty much 50-50. 50% of that was uh, domestically in the United States, and the other 50% is worldwide. Now, other franchise wow. tentpole films usually do pretty well in the United States, but like, monstrously well internationally, whereas Star Wars is doing well uh, across the globe. It's 50-50 at the minute. So 725 million at its current rate. By our next show, I would expect it to cross a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I certainly hope it will. It take it will take a big old drop off now, and there's there are some big films coming out, but it, I mean Jumanji hasn't done as well as the first one did, so that hasn't caused as much of a problem. But not take nothing away from this. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Cats was woo-hoo-hoo. yeah, yeah. Cats was everything you've heard about it, but it there are for there there can be no excuses made or no nothing like that. The Rise of Skywalker is doing damn well at the box office. You can't, oh, we're in the competition and this is about get out of it. This film is outpacing The Last Jedi. It's on course to make a billion, which we didn't really think would would be a problem. And good good for it, I say. Good for it. Because of all the division and all the issues which we've all spoken about, it's just great to see a Star Wars film tear up the box office again. And I can't wait to see it cross that $1 billion mark, mate. May it's going to be so naughty to and uh yeah part of that is hopefully going to be us seeing it again you naughty boy The best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From two dollars a month is all it is. Best podcast. Hello there. Best podcast. Best podcast. 
That's right, people. From as little as two dollars a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcast. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Mate, after those spicy b- rhythms and beats from the Dandelorian, I need, I need, I need a few. I need to be like Grief Cargo and knock a few back, mate. Should we go oh, into that drinking hole? Oh, mate, like that, <laughs> like Danny boy's dripping with lava, <laughs> dripping with lava and swag. Yes, <laughs> yeah, mate, mate, let's, mate, let's, let's head to the Bantina for some beats and bits. You can open the doors because he's stronger than me. Oh, look at that beefcake over there with, he's not just got a grey there is grief cargo with his blue shots over there it'll be alright mate and there's Gideon about to shoot him <laughs> um, it's the blue shots there he is that's another thing he, like when they're about to die like dude's just there grief cargo's just there like pouring himself like one knocking, of them like blue shot things it takes two of them great. and uh, again I know we're, we're in the Bantina now hello guys whilst you're there yeah, hi. one hi. wicked meant thing they did because it was when um when grief says you're not what you're not from Mandal you're not a Mandalorian. And he's like a Mandalorian isn't a isn't a place to what he says. It's a creed. And I love that because obviously Grief Cargo was Apollo Creed in the famously Apollo Creed in the Rocky films. And it seemed like a cheeky little um uh, backhanded compliment as well, which I quite enjoyed because uh made me think of those films, which I love. So yeah, nice one, Apollo Creed. Yeah, it's a naughty little yeah. nod. It's a naughty little nod. It's it's great, mate. It's great, and it, yeah, again, it adds to that Mandalorian um, mythology and culture yeah. with lore. But yeah, what we're talking all this sensible stuff. We're in a we're in a bantina, mate. Come on, Two kef beers, please, barman. Um, yeah, well, let's have those. We put out some polls on Twitter and Instagram, not to incite um, any <laughs> arguments, but because we're interested. We were asking whether you guys preferred season one of the Mandalorian in its entirety. Or the rise of Skywalker, of course, the end of the Skywalker saga. What did we get, mate? Dude, we had some, well, in my opinion, anyway, surprising replies. Um, Twitter replied with sixty-three point seven percent the Mandalorian, and only thirty-six point three percent the rise of Skywalker. You know, that's quite a hefty. Thirds, yeah. um, that that's crazy um and instagram bit bit more bit more um level on instagram said 56% mando 54% tross um so yeah makes sense makes sense you know because people seem to universally adore the mandalorian question for you mate what do you think were you uh, were you more satisfied with mando 1 or dude, the rise of they're so different they're so different the <laughs> thing is right has the mandalorian made me cry no has the Mandalorian made Ooh. me um, cheer with like cheer and stuff? Yeah, yeah, it has. Probably like the same as the Rise of Skywalker. I'd probably say the Rise of Skywalker just about edges it. Mm-hmm. But then when I, if I put my smarty pants cap on, um, then probably just about edges it. 
Yeah. We'll come back to that question after we've seen the Rise of Skywalker and rewatch season one. For me at the minute, I do agree with yeah. the polls. I've got a bigger bigger sense of satisfaction out of the Mando than I did the Rise of Skywalker. And if I can be so bold, I got a bigger satisfaction out of Jedi Fallen Order story than the Rise of Skywalker Ooh. currently as well. I, I was so invested. Oh, dude, I completed that. You did say that, yeah. And I've got a little, oh, mate. Yeah. Remember, remember I mentioned the whole start, the Ilum thing? Yes. I got confirmation of that bad boy. Um, that Ooh. old visual dictionary sorted me out for that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I liked the Jedi Fallen Order story as well. I was so invested in that. Also, it wasn't just because I was playing as Cal. The actual lore and the story dragged me in. But after a third view of The Rise of Skywalker, whenever that's going to be, that may change. That's all, you know what I mean? So, um, but that aside, we also asked about the Mando. What did you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy, what did you think of Mando season one now that it was all said and done? Well, patron Matthew Bell said this amazing. It managed to deliver a little delure. These Kef beers, eh? Blue shots. They're strong. Let me start again. Uh, he goes, um, Matthew Bell says, amazing. It managed to deliver both style and substance. If this is the direction that style goes, I feel very happy. Uh, Mal Pace said the fleet IG-11 on a speeder bike is about as good as it gets for me. Stunning stuff. Five stars. Uh, and then again, uh, you, Mother Son, said that is how you do Star Wars. All positive. All positive. I think they liked it. Yeah, shout out, guys. Uh, Gav Backer, shout out to a fellow Essex boy. Said, um, proven acting talent, familiar aesthetic was a feel of a classic Western. Put an adorable baby odor in there too, and there's no way it could have failed. Uh, Northern legend and hunk ant shot first said, fantastic. It feels like a realization of those tales of the bounty hunter books. Mm. I agree. And uh, Nor Howell, friend of the show, said, it was a brilliant season and definitely excites me to see what's in store with John Favreau, Favreau et al. Oh, dude, John. John Fav. What a babe. Drink um, for John. Did the king of Italy, Andy Monza, said, <laughs> love the pace. Filoni's touches everywhere, and that's a good thing. My morale, which went down with the rise of Skywalker. Ooh, Ooh. Interesting, Andy. Uh, the Fly on the Wall podcast said, we are only halfway through it, but absolutely loving it. The Wild West feels and tributes really tick the box, and the soundtrack is mind-blowingly good. And uh, finally, Anna ha Anna. Hannah Ashton added, I loved every second the baby boy was on screen. Something was always happening or just being totally adorable. Oh, mate. Hannah, spot on baby Yoda is life. Yep, and two of those came from down under. So uh, representing Australia there. I've got to agree with the fly on the wall, boys. The, the soundtrack, like the Mandalorian theme. I listen to it on my Alexa. I ask it to play it for me once a day now. It's pretty actual main theme. Oh, it's inc I've had that in my mind so much, the yeah. Mandalorian dun, dun, theme. Dun, 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 dun. Um, sorry, Gonga Sleet, <laughs> what a name, said, I loved all of them, but in my order would be at, uh, chapter 8, 7, 3, 2, 6, 4, 1, and 5. So both Filoni ones at the bottom. Um, I don't disagree with that too much, though, in terms of your chapters, mate. Uh, Andrew Brewing added... It confirmed what I've suspected from seeing the first trailer. The future of the franchise is streaming. And that's an interesting conversation for another time, actually. Mm. Uh, his favourites were episodes 1, 8, 6 and 3. Me and my Padawan said it's a toss-up between chapters 4 and 8. Whereas Space Cookie Mum said her favourites were chapters 3 and chapters 8. I mean, Space Cookie Mum 
is just goals. It's goals. <laughs> An all-round legend, Donny Jeep's favourites were two, four, and chapter seven. Uh, and also enjoyed it much more than The Rise of Skywalker. Another oh. patron legend, KG, <laughs> said she loved them all. And Samuel Allen said each episode brought its own un- unique spin to season one. Yes, Sam. So right. So right. Yep. Uh, and finally, for the for the written entries, another patron and all round king, Paul Buckle, said he liked it, but he's not sure it lived up to the hype. He said the live action feel and Baby Yoda carried it. And Paddy Harvey said it was slow, it was underwhelming, and there's no payoff. Uh, and R2B2SW saying, personally, he enjoyed the rise of Skywalker more, so it wasn't universally loved. And that's the great thing about this show is all opinion, all opinions are welcome and we don't disparage any of them. So I'll be interested to hear from people who didn't like it, like you, Paddy. What was it you didn't like about it, like specifically? But no, thank you for that, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's nice to have the the whole picture, yeah. to be honest. And yeah, like with everything, there's not always going to be uh, you know butterflies and paradise for for everyone. Um, it's pretty close. Uh, no. <laughs> on, also, we got a cheeky, naughty little voicemail from none other than the King of Wales. Let's give him a little listen. Hey guys, uh, it's safe to say that The Mandalorian is a safe place for Star Wars fans all across the board. And probably the, the best episodes have been directed by Taika Waititi and Deborah Chow. But I think I had the most fun with this second episode with the Jawas. But to be honest, the whole series has been fantastic, and the season finale was amazing. Love everything you do, guys. Take it easy. Soga! Poor. Mate, that, that Poor. beautiful Welsh accent. It's none other than Luke Summerfield. You guys know him. You guys love him. He's a spicy lad. What's not to love about him? He, of course, <laughs> is one of our loyal and patrons. Um, but yeah, Luke, dude, Mando, yeah, I feel strongly that there is something in there for everyone who's a Star Wars fan. But not even just Star Wars fans. There's there's stuff in there for all age groups. Yeah. People who haven't even watched Star Wars. You you could watch the show and not know what the Clone Wars is. You, you, yeah, yeah, you could, yeah. For sure, for sure. Like, you could watch this and not even watch Rise of Skywalker or... No, don't rush that a lot of a lot of the saga, um, but yeah, it's it's pretty agree with that, mate. No, yeah, I, I agree. You might be confused at some points, same as if you watch anything like The Witcher that's on Netflix. I've never read the books, so if I watched it, there will be things which I think, what on earth? So the same with Game of Thrones, there will be references you don't understand, which you might do if you read the expanded universe canon. But um, I agree. he also says the best episodes are directed by Deborah Chow and Taika Waititi. I definitely agree, especially with Deborah Chow. I think she blew it out of the park. And Tyker's episode Dude. was fantastic. But it's interesting that um, he had the most fun with Chapter 2. Suka! Which <laughs> Suka. is a wonderful impression. That's the one with the Jawas. Um, and that's one we haven't yeah, really mentioned too like, much. For me, Chapter 2 was... It was good, but not one of my favourites. Not one of my favourites. But I still... But dude, like, I still love it. It's still wicked. And yet, yeah, Suka! Sweet! <laughs> These guys like chopping down like a fat off Cadbury's cream egg and nomming oh, nomming it. So good, didn't it? I mean, Big old scotch egg. Does it get, does it get better than that? No, I don't we, think so, people. It's I all don't about, think... It's all about what Star Wars is all about. 
weird like, alien rat things chopping off eggs and slopping them down. The weird aliens is where it's all at. It's <laughs> no. where it's all at. By the way, before we go on, did you notice? You know there's the bar in the Rise of Skywalker that the gang are like walking through? There's like yes. this, there's this like robot and it's like a deflated like head on it, like a human head on it that's kind of like looks like an egg, like half an egg on it. No, like I'll check the visual dictionary for that. Yeah, yeah, that's a what the dictionary from. Uh, I got it from Amazon, fourteen pound ninety seven on Prime. I did go to Chelmsford to get it from Waterstones, but they didn't have it. So thanks for that, guys. Um, so I went on Prime and got it for next day delivery, and I read it last night. In fact, oh dude, I think I might head to Works and see if they got it. I've heard they might I ch- have it. I on checked deal. today; they haven't got it. What at all? I checked today. No, they haven't. What oh. I can do though is uh, next time, next time we meet up for a cheeky one, you can borrow it if you want. Oh, you know, you naughty boy. That sounds good. Oh, that go. sounds good. That sounds good. Um, but yeah, we've we've mentioned a lot of our patrons today um, because, yes. you know, why wouldn't we? They're absolute spicy legends. Um, guys, we've not forgotten you. Your prints are on their way to be being sent to you real soon. You should get them within the neck. Um, but we, if um, they're, 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 and we're going to show you some pictures of them. Uh, uh, of course, they were done to none other than friends of the show, Josh Glover. He did a fantastic job. So you guys can also get a deal, your, an, your own deal for a non-exclusive version. So it's not been touched up with gold paint like um, that Josh has done for the exclusive ones. But you can get standard ones. And I, do you know what? I've totally forgotten the website. But we'll put a link to it on our socials after the show. Yep, we'll post the uh, the image uh, that the patrons receive and the and the link. I think it's uh, and obviously the the promo code for you guys to get thirty percent off with free worldwide postage and packaging. It's a fantastic print. We note we don't just say that lightly. It really is. Um, again, I say this every time, but I haven't got one, and I'm not in line to get one, which is quite annoying because I'd love one on my wall. So you guys are very lucky to be getting one, and we're well, proud that you know of and very pleased to be giving them to you. That you know of, mate. Wink, wink. You yeah, might be one. You might be oh. getting one when we next oh, see mate, each other. You a... might not. I could be just winding you up. Right, well, in that case, tomorrow. See you at lunchtime, <laughs> mate. Um, so, yeah, if you want to sign up for our Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. We've got a host of tiers starting from $2. From $2, you get access to all of the shows, which is the Journal of Luke Blywalker, which is Luke's show, Jibber Jabber of Jabber the Hud, which is my show, the podcast we put out every month, which is just me and Luke chatting over a beer, Actually, in a pub last time as well. Plus, mm. plus we gave giveaways. You're entitled to that. And obviously, the rewards go up by tears. If you don't want to sign up, that's fine. We're just happy that you're listening week in, week out. So, uh, yeah, quickly shout out now. Thank you guys for listening and making 2019 a fantastic year for us. And we can't wait to see what you uh, to show you what we've got in store going forward in 2020. Star Wars Sessions 2020. Finna be lit. <laughs> yes. And speaking of which, taking us into 2020 is a man whose voice soothed me to sleep many times in 2019. From across the pond, it's Curtis Smith with a poem about Bukalit! No lie is safe. A mind-reading cephalopod, he'll give your frontal lobe a prod. His name is Borgullet, he'll read thoughts through your mullet whenever Saw gives him the nod. Side effects may include madness, anxiety, anal leakage. Ask your doctor if Borgullet is right for you. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. 
Bull Gullet's poem. No lies Bull safe. Gullet. Anything about the gullet is good for me. Uh, Curtis, a man who he doesn't beat around the bush. He just beats the bush. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, uh, yeah, mate. Always Curtis. Always a naughty, spicy little Mandalorian loving legend. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. So, we know what time it is now. It's Canon... Oh, no, wrong notes. It's not Canon Canon Character Spotlight. It is the game. It's our famous endgame, which we know so many of you enjoy. So thank you for your comments. This one is called The Galactic X Factor. No, you haven't got to sing. I'll say that right now. You can if you want to. Similar to last time, the last time I hosted, the Skywalker saga's finished now. We know that. Rise of Skywalker's been and gone. Ray Skywalker's there. Everybody's gone. No one's ever really gone, but they are. Apart from Ray. So the characters are bored. They've got nothing to do. There's no Palpatine to take down. So they've decided to join the X Factor. What songs are they going to sing, though? Oh. So oh, basically, Rise Skywalker, you've got uh, eight characters, and you have to pair up the characters with a song for them to sing. Oh, yes. And if you want to sing it, you this can is... do. That's optional. Let me... Hang on. Hang on. Okay. He get his auto-tune ready. Uh, uh, dude, I'm... let me get my phone just before <laughs> this, and I'm going to open by. Yes. And I'm going to go to my playlist. I call yes, my... Yes, that's a good idea. Right. Factoids, people. Factoid listeners. I call my playlist names. Like, so not not just like uh, like rock album. Like... Um, Luke's playlist one. It'll be... So, like, my mixed... Um, playlist is called Steve, <laughs> and my hey, Steve. my chill vibes one is Joe K. I've got Doris, who's indie Ooh. music, and I've got Kobe, who's what I listen to before I get my ball in on. You know, oh mate, well mine's really boring. If I just mine says I go to Alexa and say Matt, oh I shouldn't say that because it will start playing it, but <laughs> mine's just called Matt's playlist. So now I feel like I've been outdone now. Play Matt's playlist. No, mate, it's all good. It's all good. It's because. Yeah, mate. Let me, mate. Let me pop to Steve. All right, and right, do the game. Go. Let's do this naughty game. So, so coming straight out of Luke Blywalker's Spotify playlist, the Galactic X Factor. Here we go. Simon Cowell himself. Right, the first character, mate, on stage is the Emperor himself, oh, Palpatine. Mate. Um, <laughs> the Palps, Papa Palps, is going <laughs> to uh, go on stage and he's going to some classic. Um, Come on, Eileen. <laughs> Come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> is it Dex- Dexy's Midnight Runners? That's it. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> one out, and they're going to love it. Anybody out listening now, please send us the characters doing these songs if you could give us five minutes, That's please. Right. So someone do palp singing. Uh, Come on, Eileen. Right, next up, it's the smoothest cat in the galaxy, Lando Carizian. Oh... Lando's going to play some George Benson, mate. Yeah, He's going to do it. Not just because the fact they look like they could be brothers. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, mate, yeah, it's got to be some Georgie Benson. Um, which one is it? Well, give me the night. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one. Going to be absolute fire. Lads, not only are you getting answers here, you're getting sung to, guys, out there. So <laughs> well, I don't say we don't give you what you want. You're, gonna be, you're, gonna, you're getting screamed at, mate. <laughs> yeah, um, and Luke's wife's next door thinking what is going yeah. on uh, next up uh, thank you for that Lana next up is uh, everyone's favourite smuggler it's Han Solo 
Han Solo's gonna. Well, Han Solo's had a hard few years, so he's gonna go down the screen. He's gonna. (laughs) We're gonna jump over to Bernard playlist. (laughs) We're gonna go down to the bottom. Um, Yeah, I have a. That's it. He's going to um, scream, or well, it's not too screamo. It's just he's gonna listen. He's gonna sing Ocean Grove, Light Sign of Lover. Oh, I don't know that one. Sing it. Yeah. Um, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're an Australian band. Actually. The old Fly on the Wall boys, mind that they're an Aussie band. Yeah, Fly on the Wall, let us know. Yeah. So Han Solo is going to be yeah. screaming his lungs out. Sweet, he's going to be. He's going to have like some tenant super next to him as well. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so Han Screamo next up then, <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Ah, oh, Lukey boy, Lukey Skywalker. He's going to sing some Prince, just some classic <laughs> Prince. Yeah, any particular song? Um, Probably Kiss. Ooh. <laughs> no, you know that boy can hit that those notes. He's... What would he be wearing, though? What what outfit would Luke be wearing out of his classic Star Wars? Leather. A lot. A yellow leather a jacket lot in the new of home. leather. A lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Luke in leather is, is singing Kiss by yep. Prince. Uh, next up is Ray Palpatine, Skywalker, Organa, Smith, Johnson, oh, Ray. What does Ray sing? Um, Anything, because she's wonderful. <laughs> she's going to sing, um, because she loves family and that now, you know, she's crazy about family. <laughs> she's going to sing yeah. Our House by Madness. Yes. Our House. <laughs> and she's just singing that at the Skywalkers. It's like... Yeah, just to yeah, wind everybody just up. loving life. Oh, I'm enjoying this. I'm going to throw a couple of extra ones in afterwards. Uh, next up on the list was Poe Dameron. Oh, Poe. Let's... Mate, he's going to... Do you know what? I know what he's going to do. This <laughs> yeah. is this is a special tribute to my boy, Dan Sexton. He's yep. going to... Poe, he's going to do um, some Lil Wheezy, baby. He's going to do some Lil Wayne. <laughs> He does like Lil Wayne, doesn't he, Dan? Oh, he loves a bit of Wayne. He loves a bit. Poe doing that in his X-Wing? Mate, yeah. He'd have that pumping for days. (laughs) What one is it? It's, um, oh, it's out out of my head at the moment. Uproar, that's it. Uproar by Lil Wayne. Yeah. Weezy, sorry. Me and my team, if anyone wants to go on LinkedIn LinkedIn, and see a video of me and my team doing, doing that video... Yeah, we we did our own. Hang on, I'm not explaining this well at all. We did a version of Lil Wayne's uproar about where I work and the finance where I work. So if you want to look at that, go on LinkedIn, Luke Bly, and uh, change your life. You're, you're in for a treat. <laughs> and Danny boy, yeah. Danny boy is rapping. Boom. Plus, you get to see Luke as well. What could yeah. what more could you want? So, Wheezy, um, I'm going to chuck this one in because we might as well get the whole family in. Finn! Oh, mate. Finny boy. Finny boy. Finny boy can do everything, can't he? Like, he... Well, of course, yeah. He, he's big he's deal. just such a massive... Um, here comes the sun, Finny, Finny. I like here that song. Here comes the sun, dee, Finny. Dee, dee. Yeah, there we go. Finny boy. That's you know, it. He's just... He's sunshine, isn't he? Not Lando, sun. dee 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 uh, let's go prequels. Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, young Obi Wan. Young Obi Wan. He's going to do some J Huss. He's going <laughs> to do some J Huss. Them boys, pear gun. <laughs> it's almost like he knew yeah, that he's was a coming. London boy. He's a Scottish London boy. Uh, Anakin Skywalker. Um, hmm. 
He's he's gonna do um all night long, all night. <laughs> Lana Richie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, sing it to Padme. Uh, two more. Uh, these they go back onto the list. Oh. Captain Phasma. Uh, Captain. F- oh, Cas- Captain Phasma is a letdown, isn't she? Yes. Um. So she can just do. <laughs> she can just do like a lame song. She can just do. I don't know. Just what she. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to at anyone or do anything. No, she can do. She can just do lift music. Yeah. <laughs> she can just like <laughs> hum. Yeah. So we've got humming fast. And finally, Baby Yoda. Oh, babes. A um, microphone on his on on his ear. He is gonna rap some Biggie Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> Another one look outside already upset yo he's gonna like just be spitting he's gonna be spitting yeah that's waddling about up. in he his just... sack Brooklyn through and through mate through and through <laughs> and that brings an end the Galactic X Factor yeah. thank you for your playlist by the way mate thank you mate thank you now we all know what Luke listens to on a daily basis the Galactic X Factor so now yeah, if anybody out there wants to send us them people singing that that would be Great. If not, thanks anyway. So, uh, yeah, uh, that was the game this week. And you know what happens when the game finishes? It means the episode's finished, I know. But that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. You know that by now. Where can the world find us online, Master Blywalker? On Twitter, at Star Wars with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions with DS on the end of that time. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel to drop us a voice note or message to our email address, which is SWS at whatwatchtonight.co.uk. That's SWS whatwatchtonight.co.uk. UK and if you support the show further please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yes we are on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast you'll find us there and if you love the show please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice provider of choice and head over to Podchaser, it's the IMDB for podcasts it looks awesome we're on there and drop us a few review on there if you would be so kind because we love hearing from you guys plus it helps to show out massively and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us tell your Mando mums Tell your Dandalorian dads and tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your neighbour, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier, the castle spicier. Tell Grief Karga, because he's a creed. Uh, this is the podcast <laughs> you're looking for. So until next time, from me, it's see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you. Always. Luke. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. Moff Gideon. No. 
Moff Gideon was executed for war crimes. It's him. He knew my name. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>